Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. You probably know that by now. Did my three hours radio from three to six every day as usual per every day that they schedule or they practice and then had a wonderful dinner. Just got back to my dorm room and wanted to talk about today's practice. I didn't plan on you know doing another one on Tuesday evening, but I won't do one tomorrow. I got weird travel stuff. I got a night show to do. It's a weird day for me. So to put this one in the bank because I want to talk about just today's practice, really. A couple other little things, too. But it was probably the best practice I've seen here, to be honest with you. This year, of course. I mean, best practice of training camp. So you probably know the schedule to some degree. They were off yesterday. The day before that, they went very light, gave a lot of veterans a day off, not padded, came back with a vengeance today. I mean, as physical a practice as you will see in today's NFL, really. I mean, tackling to the ground. Almost everybody participated. Really physical, you know, very competitive. And started off with seven shots, and the offense just dominated seven shots. They were really, really crisp. Ball came out on time, crisp route running, really good decision-making by the quarterbacks, especially Kenny. Had a unique play that I hadn't seen before with Pickens that ended up with a a short touchdown because only short yardage to go there. Um, where he sort of drifted out in, in with some misdirection stuff that you know, immediately turned to Wes Euler, who was in the booth next to me. I'm like, well, I haven't seen that one here yet. And that's been a theme, too, as you can see the offense expanding. A lot of concepts are in place, but they are putting wrinkles on top of wrinkles now. And I don't think it's too cute or anything like that. You know, a lot of the foundation was poured last year, but that was just one example but seven shots really favored the offense and very impressive. Again, very crisp. So then they went right to another really you know, physical drill where what they do, they call it like a, a flat tackle drill where they either pitch the ball on an outside run to a running back or they throw a bubble screen immediately to a wide receiver. And it's they, they, they box off an area from the numbers to the sidelines, but even a smaller area than that. And one defender starts, I think it was 10 yards off the ball. And pretty much it's one-on-one. You either got to run the guy over, run around him, or you got to bring him to the ground. Your whole job is tackle him to the ground, no matter how you do it. And it was very spirited to say the least. Um, McFarland was particularly impressive. And you would think space players like him would be, and they are, but there's not as much space to work with once you lay the cones down. One guy that stood out in a negative way was Quan Alexander. I remember three reps of him and pretty much missed all three tackles, which has been something that he can be liable of, frankly, over his career. But then some of the team stuff, I watched Quan Alexander and he's, eating up a lot more space than just about anyone else on the second level. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it was a really good drill, no question about it. Connor Hayward stood out as well. Um, trying to think of some of the other guys that really did well. Um, Mark Robinson had a couple nice plays, but you can see sort of a Quan Alexander feel to him too, where not really going to chop his feet. I mean, he's trying to run through people. 
which when it works, it looks great. And when it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, frankly. Um, but still, you know, I mean, it's it was a really good drill working on tackling. I've told you this before. They were one of the best tackling defenses in the league last year. Doing these things has a lot to do with that. And then we saw a lot more inside run drills, short yardage drills, you know, whole periods dedicated to third and one. Saw a really interesting move, kind of a, a Travis Kelsey-like jet sweep down by the goal line that Fryer Moose scored on. A lot of physicality overall. Uh, the, the offense consistently converting in a numerous ways on short yardage stuff, you know, grunt stuff. You know, not, you know, some of it was... Um, you know, misdirection that I've been telling you guys with, with Hayward. Kendrick Green was very much involved here. Like this Kendrick Green experiment is not going away at all. Um, you see him sometimes as a truly blocker. You see him used in, he got, he got a carry once. And I mean, they, they have him run a route here and there. That might be a bit extreme. Don't get me wrong, but. And there's a couple times where he's coming around as like a lead puller motion, jet motion type guy, not really a puller. And sometimes there's a smaller D back there that just kind of slips him. But still, it's an effective it's an effective method to pick up easy yards. And he's pretty good at it. And then that thing, everything concluded today with, again, a goal line drill. One of the few times they weren't successful in short yardage, they had Hayward on jet action, gave him the ball this time. Usually he's a lead blocker, gave him the ball, and he was stymied for no gain. And then the next play, the final play of practice today, they did a very similar type of play, gave him the ball, and but then he pulled up through a, through a touchdown pass. You know, like totally threw everyone off guard. It wasn't a pretty pass. It hung in the air forever, but whatever. I mean, the defense was totally fooled, just had to get it over their hands, and he did. But it was kind of the perfect way to end practice. It was really fun. It was very physical. You can tell this team's in really good spirits. There's not guys fighting out there, but it's very competitive. You can tell they're gearing. I'm sure tomorrow, I, I know tomorrow is not going to be padded. It'll be soft. Cam Hayward, I'm sure Watt, guys like that probably won't even participate or barely will. So this was going to be the first and only really physical outing for the top guys for a while, because I don't think many of them are going to play in Tampa Bay either. So um, just my kind of two cents on practice. The themes were, you know, expanded offense, more wrinkles on top of their foundational stuff, overall physicality, tackling. You know, Tomlin was, you know, loving it in a very Mike Tomlin-like practice. Uh, I'm going to be quick break here. And then one other thing I wanted to touch on. guys are all familiar with Dale Lawley, my, my co-host. He sat down with Pat Meyer today, the Steeler offensive line coach, and had a really good long interview. I'm sure you can find that many places, um, but we talked about it. We had played it on the air today, and it led me to a couple things too, because I want to talk about Spencer Anderson. You know, Pat Meyer went out of his way to say, this guy is ahead of schedule. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, ahead of schedule, can play 
all over the line. I hadn't realized until that interview that he did line up at center some. I think he's played all five spots to some capacity. I was talking to Max Starch today about him, and he's like, man, he reminds me of Kelvin Beecham. You know, Kelvin Beecham was also a seventh-round pick, undersized for tackle, but super smart, still playing in the league, super long career, has started a ton of games. And I look at Anderson sort of in the same way, too. Like, this guy has a master's degree. He's super smart. I've told you guys many times that one of the things I learned scouting in the league is even if you if you have like just the baseline athleticism as an offensive lineman, but you're tough and you're smart, it's really hard to get those guys off the field. And I think Anderson's perfect for that. He seems to be getting more and more reps, more and more love from the coaching staff. He's going to make the team as a seventh-round pick. I don't think you're going to be able to sneak him through um, – we have waivers and then put him on the practice squad, especially after the preseason games. I don't. I assume he'll play an awful lot, but just keep an eye on Anderson. I think he's a keeper in the seventh round. If you get a lineman that you get on a four-year contract in the seventh round in any capacity, I mean, just makes your team for four years, maybe longer, who's to say? That's a steal. It's just a flat-out steal. So Spencer Anderson is – was kind of a, a pick I didn't pay a ton, enough attention to at the time. Sure, I looked into him and all that, but I didn't. I thought, eh, there's a lot of linemen on this team. He's probably practice squad, and we'll deal with him next year. Well, I think he's better than that. And Pat Meyer seems to agree, his, his coach. Now, this sure lines up for leaving Kevin Dotson in the dust. I, I mean, I, I don't know if they'll cut him. I would think that you could get a sixth or seventh round pick for him. He's still young. He's got a lot of starting experience. He was a mid-round pick. But he seems like the guy without a home at this point, to be honest with you, in, in the offensive line situation. And, of course, unfortunately, people will get hurt, and maybe that'll open up a spot for him. But I think Dotson's in trouble. But he shows up less and less in practice time and, you know, it just kind of out of sight, out of mind, only can play guard, you know. So that's my thoughts. Um, good chat with you. I probably won't record one tomorrow, but I will on Thursday. So, all right, take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.